Well, I must just say, everybody, what are you talking about? What are you talking about is the title of the sermon this morning. So that's not just me saying, what on earth are you talking about? But, uh, but we will be calling order so that our preacher can tell us why he's called his sermon, what are you talking about? So if you'd like to start finishing your conversations, returning to your seats. Um, let me also just say that Neil's not with us this morning because somebody in his family has COVID or may have COVID. Lateral flow test would suggest that she has. So he's keeping us safe by trying not to pass it on to us. So he's not here this morning. So um, if anything is not quite in the right place this morning, it's because we had to kind of make it up a little bit. But I think we've done all right. Are we ready for a sermon? Are we ready for Jim? <laughs> Oh, and uh, I, I, I usually we say this, and I haven't said it this morning, but the microphone's here, so we're going to have some t- a time of worship again after Jim has preached to us. And if anyone does have anything to share, just like Nick did earlier, come up and take the microphone and share. If you feel God's put something on your heart, which is for us, to build us up and encourage us as his people at Croydon Jubilee Church, 
feel free to come and share that from the microphone. And you don't have to have been coming for months in order to, or years, to have the qualification. If God's put something on your heart, just come and speak. If it's completely heretical, I'll just rugby tackle you to the ground, okay? All right. Um, Jim, are you ready to go? Has Gary queued you up? We're ready to go. Okay. Um, That thing about you don't need to have come for years to be able to share stuff. I've been here well over 30 years. 30 years and they finally let me preach. So I don't don't know. Anyway, um, Sam DLT um, phoned me up and he said, what's the title title of of the sermon? I, I... I hadn't um, really uh, thought about it. I knew what I w- wanted to say, but I hadn't thought about it. So I, so I just said, like the first thing that came to my mind, what are you talking about? Um, and that's the kind of thing that comes to your mind when you're born and brought up in Croydon. The thing that it should really say is, what are you talking about in it? <laughs> so um, so that, that's that. Now, um, I... Uh, this is ge- uh, true, true. I keep saying genuinely, genuine. This is true. I was, um, when I was 16 in 1981, which makes me quite old, I was walking up a hill in North Wales and, uh, and I met Jesus. And I, I felt, he just said, follow me. So I, I've tried. And we want to be fruitful as a church, and we've just had a series about following Jesus, and we've had some really, really good, good talks about you're going to follow Jesus. It's, it's important follow Jesus. So, um, and I want us to be a church, and I think we are a church where people know we follow Jesus. I, 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 I do want that, but Jesus says this is how people will know that, that we're, we're his disciples if we love one another. So what I'm going to talk about is this. I'm going to talk about how we talk to and how we talk about each other because I think that will be something that shows how we follow Jesus. Is, is that okay? okay? Do you understand what I'm doing? Right, so um, I'm going to jump around a bit in, in, the, uh, in the Bible, but why is this so important? Well, in James, we've got this, these lovely verses, uh, and I just want, want to put it in context. It is important what we say, um, and, and here's the context. Um, this is in J- James 3, 9 and 10. It says, with the tongue... We praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. And we know that. We know that, yet we live in that dynamic of sometimes I say things which aren't helpful, which... which, and sometimes I can praise God. And we know we live within that. So what I'm going to try and do is um, 
I'm going to go through some bits of the Bible. I'm going to talk about things. And there's not going to be one specific, this is what you've got to take out of this. Because what I'm hoping is, as you're sitting there, that there will be something which encourages you. You go, yeah, I'm getting that right. I'm honouring Jesus in this, this thing or that thing or whatever. But also, there might be something where you get challenged on, actually, I need to readdress that or, or think about that again. And I do not know what bit of this is going to impact you, but I've been sort of like trying to think about how I, I preach this, this sermon for like months now. So I hope that there's something which is a blessing, an encouragement or a challenge for you in it. Is that okay? So there won't be just one thing. And, and hopefully you'll all get something out of it which will encourage you uh, in your walk with Jesus. So uh, I've done that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk. I've got some stories to tell you because sometimes a story helps you to understand things. And they're all stories about my favourite subject, which is me. I am involved in all of these stories. And they all happened a long time ago. So, except for one which will come up later. Okay, hold fire on that one. One's a lockdown story. That comes up later. Okay, so look out for the lockdown story. Okay, but not yet. Okay, so story number one. If you've been in this church as long as I have, you will uh, be aware of something called world changers. If you are aware of world changers, could you put your hand up? Right, okay. World changers was where we and the Baptist Church and the Salvation Army did a children's club, right? And one day I met someone who went to another, one of those other churches and they were telling me about, uh, they were finding it difficult, they had no confidence and whatever, and uh, I remembered something that was said in the sermon. Okay, that's the start of one story. Have you got that? That's, we'll come back to it. Is that all right? Next one. We all like a wedding, don't we? We like a wedding. Do you like a wedding? Okay. Yeah. I went to a wedding once, and at the end I got married. So that, that's, no, it's nice, it's worked well for me, that's over 30 years ago, I haven't done it since, it's, uh, it was good, I, I like being married, I like a wedding. Anyway, I went to a wedding and it was one of my wife's cousins and uh, someone was there and, and um, at the time my parents were pastors of a church in Cardiff and one of my and let, let, uh, this is a close relationship. The father of the brides, so, so the bride is my wife's cousin. The father of the bride has a cousin who is from Cardiff. And they say to me, uh, what church? And I say, oh, like my, my parents are pastors in this church in Cardiff. And she, says, and, and she said, what church was that? Okay, story number two. What church was that? You, 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 okay? So the first one, world changes, and then there's that, that um, other one. I was at a wedding. Okay? Story number three. You ready for story number three? Story number... Oh, you're lapping this up, aren't you? Stories that start with no ending. Yeah. 
good. It's uh, the, the art of storytelling. So the, the last one, here's uh, story number three. I hope you like this one. Um, I was having uh, difficulties about seven, eight years ago with, uh, in my job, in my job situation, and someone came in with, with a particular colleague, right, and um, one of my, my friends came in and they told me that they were having similar difficulties. Okay? Is that all right? That's story number three. Okay, good. So we know exactly what's going on there. We're going to come back and look at those. And we're going to look at it in the light of what Paul says to the church in Ephesus. Is that all right? Yeah, we're okay on that. So don't worry, it's not all about me. There's a church in Ephesus a long time ago. Right, so I'll tell you some stuff about the church in Ephesus. Are you you ready to hear some stuff about the church in Ephesus? The church in Ephesus was founded by Paul, the Apostle Paul, right? Okay, you can read that in um, Acts. And the church in Ephesus was, it was well taught. Paul, Paul had established it. He'd gone in and he'd done teaching there. And, uh, and, and also, while he was doing the teaching, there was the miraculous there. There was, there was signs and wonders. It was a real, real happening place. Okay? And um, what else happened? Lots of things happened. They had a bit of um, religious and cultural persecution Right, that there was because like this stone had fallen out of the sky, and they thought it was a god, and then like there's a whole load of stuff, and like, yeah, and uh, anyway, um, so Paul had founded this church, right, and um, and they they really loved Paul, and a bit later in um, in Acts, when he's not going to see them again, the elders come and he says like you're gonna have persecution and all that. And they're really gutted. They love Paul. They want him there. He spent three years building that church. Okay? So, the church in Ephesus. So, pretty cool. Pretty signs and wonders. Pretty sound. Um, And Paul wrote to that church when he was in prison. About 30 years later, John... Um, had a revelation of Jesus. And he said some stuff about the church. Jesus said some stuff about the church. So I'm going to tell you what Jesus said about the church, and then we're going to have a look at what Paul was saying to the church. And I think it, I, I just want to talk about what, um, how we talk to each other and about each other, and I want to try and get to that. But I'm just giving you a bit of background now but we have had three good stories that we don't know how they end. So it's good, isn't it? So, um, so Jesus says this is what he thinks of the church. So it's about 30 years later, so it might be that I'm going to jump and say, this is true 30 years later, perhaps it wasn't there. I might be very, very unfair to the church in Ephesus. I might not, okay? Okay, this is what Jesus says to the church. But... As it was written years and years and years ago, no one's going to come back and say to me, you're out of order because they're all 
in glory now. Is that okay? So I'm safe. So this is, this is what Jesus says um, to the church. So <clears throat> he says, you work hard. That's good, isn't it? Work hard. You endure persecution. That's all right, isn't it? We like that. We like a church that endures persecution. You've got sound doctrine. They had sound doctrine. They were good. Uh, they got perseverance. And, and I think we can all say amen to this, they hated the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Put your hand up if you are positive about the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Do not put your hand up. Do not. The Nicolaitans. Um, uh, so I tried Googling now. Well, what's the Nicolaitans? I, I want to hate the teaching of the Nicolaitans as well. I want us all to hate the teaching. And Jesus hates the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So we're all going to collectively hate the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Well done. Okay. The Nicolaitans, um, it, it, it's a bit unclear. Um, what it was, you read different things and it says different things. Basically, basically the Nicolaitans, they were, they encouraged people to, this is my understanding, again, the Nicolaitans aren't around anyone, so I'm not going to be sued for saying it. But the Nicolaitans, they encouraged people or to have sex with lots of people. That's what they did. And they thought, that's fine, that's fine. We know that that's not fine. We know that marriage is a prophetic sign of Christ's love for the church. So Jesus hates the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So they're, they're, do, do, are, we, are we happy that, that the Ephesian church is good? Yeah, we've got, we got some. Yeah, you shouldn't really judge the church, those of you who've nodded. That's outrageous. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the Ephesian church is good. But this is what Jesus says to them in Revelation. This is 2, 4 and 5. I haven't read the whole of the letter. Um, and he says it in 4. But hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you've fallen. Repent and do things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from this place. So their first love, they somewhere along the lines, they, they'd lost that love for Jesus. Um, I chatted to a, to a bloke, um, I was away at another church. Um, I was visiting my daughter, if anyone's thinking, oh my word. He was away and probably got a worldwide preaching ministry. No, I was visiting my daughter up in Leicester because she wanted to take, take me to watch Leicester City play, which was, uh, all right, so can we just get back off the pedestal? Thank you. So, um, and I chatted to this, this bloke and he said, as you know someone, your love changes, but I think we want to keep the warmth in our love for Jesus. I, I still remember, I hate it, I always cry when I talk about it. I still remember meeting Jesus. I still remember that. I still, in worship, I go back to when I met Jesus. And I, I'm fortunate, because I, I needed something like that, because I'm so stupid. I, 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 I don't reason it, but I know my life changed. 
So we want to keep that. Um, and it, I think it goes back to all the stuff we've been taught about, putting Jesus first. So what, I've, uh, what I hope I've done, I've told you a little bit about the Ephesian church. I've told you that it's important how we talk to each other. And now, shall we commence looking at Ephesians? This is... Yeah, this is, the, this is the bit that I wanted to talk about. Is that okay? Right, okay, great. Well done. So we're going to look at um, a passage in Ephesians. I got the, um, I'm going to look at three bits. I'm not going to read it all through. I'm just going to read it in three sections, make a few points of it. And I hope that in this, there's some encouragement for, for, for you. I hope that there's some challenge for you. And I, I hope that, that God speaks to you in it. Okay, so here goes. So first thing I'm going to look at is um, uh, verses 25 to 28. I'm reading from the NIV because I've been a Christian that long. So this is uh, uh, Ephesians 4, 25 to 28. He says, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbour. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Right, I'm going to make a few points about that. And... uh, Hopefully, there's going to be something that's good. All the stuff that I'm talking about, how we talk to each other, is within the church. You can't necessarily take it. I mean, there's good stuff. It's good. If you talk to other people like this, it's good. But you can't necessarily insist on it in your place of work or anything like that. It is about the church. Um, So, the first thing, I think, is the key is that we are a body, okay? It's important, it starts off with saying um, members of one body in the first verse. At the end, it says about caring for people in need. I'm not going to talk about the stealing bit, just don't do it, okay? But, um, But it talks about the importance of we are a body, we're the body of Christ. That's the the first thing that came out of me. It says... Speak truthfully to one another. Now, what, when, on this, I'm going to just make two comments, and I've got a story for you here. Two comments. One of them, speak truthfully. Every so often at school, someone comes up to you and says, I don't mean to be rude, but you look rubbish, or something like that. Yeah? That, they honestly think that. I don't think we've got a licence to do that to each other. Is that okay? Also, truthfully. Now, I have an issue that a lot of the things that I say are not true. Okay? I have that issue that a lot of the things I say are not true. And I'm going to give you an example, but I don't, do not believe that this is excluding my untruthfulness from this. I think... Okay, so this is the situation. This is story number four, but I'm going to tell you the start and the finish. Is that all right? 
Story number four. Okay, right. We're in lockdown. Neil, our pastor, has just become our pastor. And we go straight, we've got a pandemic, and he is recording a sermon at home, right? Because we can't come in. It's going to be an online sermon. Do you, do you remember this? Look at the freedom we've got now. We're all masked up and whatever. Anyway, so he is doing that. Now, as he is doing his sermon, his cat walks in front of him. And, and on the screen, there's Neil doing the best he can to preach his sermon and a cat's tail goes in front of him. He then says, should I record that? His dad's a pastor. His dad said, no, Neil, don't record it. It's fine. It's fine. It takes a lot to preach a sermon. But the cat walked through and he was concerned that it would be, be wrong. So and other people said, do not. Do not re-record it. It's all right. A cat's tail. I, I actually saw it looking. I, I saw him preach and I was looking for the cat's tail and I missed it. So disappointing. I want to see a cat's tail every time someone preaches. That's just me. I don't know, I'm sure. Looking around in your faces, I think, yes, many of you are with me. If only we had more cat's tails going across there. So, um, so I said to, um, and I was on Facebook at the time. I, I, I'm no longer on Facebook. I, I don't know what's happened. If you get any Facebook messages from me, they're not from me. It's someone's just hacked in. Anyway, um, so I, I messaged Neil, and there's all this, no, Neil, don't do it. No, Neil, don't, don't repeat it. So I, I said, so I sent a message. Neil, I agree with everyone. You should re-record it. Or better still, get the cat to do it, because the cat messed it up. Can I say, I didn't mean it? I was just having a laugh? Are we okay to have a laugh? Is that all right? Yeah, I, do, do you like my... That, that, that's, that's just what it was. Anyway, that, that story, let's hope the other ones are better. Um, also, um, so we're not going to be rude. We're not going to be po-faced about it. We're not going to stop having a laugh and being kind and nice and, and, and getting on with each other, but we are going to speak the truth. Um, also, there's something about anger issues. Uh, this is... Uh, it says... Um, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Right, can I just say, this is my understanding of this. If you are angry, let's suppose one day you go along to church and there's a bloke talking about how you should talk to each other in church and you go, I didn't like something he said. I'm really angry about that. I don't like what he's saying. And then you go, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I will do that. Please, please, don't phone me up in the middle of the night and say you're cross with me. That's for you. You deal with that. I've, you know, I've had to get up in the middle of the night and talk to, to Jesus and say, look, what they've done is really, I'm upset about that. You don't need to phone someone up. Is, is that all right? Come, that, that's the practical thing. If anyone's like, oh, if people phone us up tonight, we just take the phone off the hook. Right, so 
Um, so those are, those are the things, um, because it says about don't let the devil get a f- foothold. And I think we've got to realise who we're following. Are we following Jesus or are we following Satan? So don't let the devil sort out your issues. Talk to God. Give it back to God. Try and forgive. Sometimes you can't forgive straight away. Get help on it. I had to wait years on something to, to, to be able to fully just let go of it. God wants us to do that. He doesn't want us hanging on to things. But in your anger, don't sin. Right, I'm going to look at, I'm going to tell you the end of the stories. Is that all right now? Right, so um, this is 29 to 30. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Okay? So here's my stories. Here's my stories. Um, I, you should never give a story in a sermon where you look good, but I'm about to. Okay? I look good. I look good in this story. I really do. I chatted to um, this... I, I'm old enough to call anyone under 30 a girl. Right, OK. So I chatted to, to um, this, this uh, girl at um, World Changers, and I, I said, you're, you're feeling this about yourself, but the truth about yourself is this. It was at a time when uh, Paul Barrett had just come into the church, and he started saying, it's not what you f- feel about yourself, it's what God says about you that's important. And I said to her these things. Um, I don't know really what happened. I know that her parents came up to me afterwards, and I've clean forgotten I've done this, and they thanked me for what I'd said. I, I wish I could remember. I would have written a book and sold it. I just said something to her where she got a bit of truth rather than how she felt about it. She went on to become a missionary, I think. She certainly got married had kids, all of that stuff. And she wasn't able to do that because she needed a bit of truth. So that's nice. We can do that for each other. Sorry, that's my one story like that, and I've been a Christian 40 years. So uh, anyway, but you can do that as well. Speak truth uh, to one another. Number two, um, I was... I I was at this wedding, and I, I said, oh, yeah, my... My parents go to a, a really tiny church. I wonder why they went there, actually. I did genuinely think that. I thought, why did you go there? You've got a congregation of about six people. Why are you there, Mum and Dad? What's all that about? And um, so I said, oh, it's a, uh, I probably said it's a tin pot little church because I'm like that. I say things which are wrong. And, um, and this woman said, go on, tell me the name. What's the name of that church? And I said, it's called... Penturk Street, which is probably Welsh people say it differently, but I said Penturk Street. And this woman said, My cousin goes there, he's disabled. Your parents are brilliant. I grieved the Holy Spirit. I was so full of how great I was. I, I think I grieved the Holy Spirit. 
I think, I think my parents had a calling on their life to do something. It's not for me to judge that. They're good people. What, what am I doing judging them for that? So I, I just tell you that story after I told you one about good, how good I was. Oh, I, I was an elder at the time as well. There you go. Um, the last one, this woman came and, and talked to me. She's a good friend. She was the um, person at school. Do you remember this one? She came and said, I'm having problems with this person at school, the person who was just doing my brain in and just chipping away at my confidence and everything. Um, I ended up with, at the doctors and I'm on happy ta- and I was on happy tablets and all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, sorry, that's antidepressants. Okay, just so you know. Um, and I had to stop, step down from the eldership, and for a bit, I had to just had to just recover from that. But this woman came and she said, "What you're feeling, I have the same thing." She said. I've been in a situation, some things, she said, I've lost two stone and I've got eczema because of the stress that this person was causing. Now, you might say, that's gossip. And we shouldn't have gossip in the church. And if you want to know about gossip, read it in Proverbs. It's not good. But what it was, was it was a bad situation. It was a bad situation where someone was abusing their power and whatever. Do, do, do you understand? I, 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 um, and I probably didn't react that well to it, um, whatever. But that situation shouldn't happen. I, I'm going to say it shouldn't happen in the church. If you're in a situation like that, we need to... Jesus says you go and talk to people. Um, if you go and talk to people... Think about who you're talking to. Doesn't the passage say, it says, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. So if you're unhappy about something in the church, we can't be going, building up a clique or something like that and slagging people off. If you need to talk it through before you go, choose the right person to go and talk to before you go and talk to that actual person, which is what Jesus wants. If you think, I can't do it, don't choose someone who's going to get, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, really. And um, also, we've got, like, talk to one of the the elders. We're we're more interested in following Jesus than having cliques and things like that. So it's... So I always feel... Do you get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, Yeah, just, just... be mindful of that and be, be careful of it. No one's trying to oppress anyone or anything like that. So if you feel that that's happening, please come and talk to us. And, and the elders have got to be like grown up and we've got to say, mm, sorry, we didn't realise this, this was happening or I don't think that's happening. I think you're seeing it differently. But it's those kind of, of things which I think are important. So... Um, there's, there's just a, a lot of things. So I'll just read the last two verses. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. 
Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So there's, there's the uh, thing. I think we, with anger, we were, t- we were taught 20 years ago or whatever, anger, you get angry because your goals are blocked. I want to achieve something and someone's standing in my way. Now, sometimes they're standing in, in your way because, I don't know, you've got the wrong idea. You, you're trying to achieve something wrong. Sometimes they're standing in your way because they're stupid or something like that. We, we, and sometimes God's doing something in that situation um, and you don't understand it. But... I'll tell you this, I know what one of those words is, slander, actually, um, Sean, you'll tell me where this is wrong, slander is when you say something that is untrue about someone else, is that a correct, yeah, good, so, why would you say something untrue about someone else? I I think why you, you do that is you're trying to build up a clique or something and, and try to say, I'm better than this person or something like that. I, I think it's, it's, it's not a good thing to do. It's, um, uh, you might lie to, to get your own way. The other things listed there also seem really bad. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling. Slander, I've already mentioned, along with every form of malice. That doesn't strike me as the kind of things that, that, that belong to following Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so those things we, 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 we don't want. Um, if I go back to the situation with my, my parents, I think we, we've got to be mindful Everyone's different. Everyone's got a calling on their life, which, which is different. We don't necessarily understand what each other's doing or where we're going or, or whatever. Um, and Neil preached a sermon. I'm going to do this. He said it's ABC. ABC means you accept each other. B is you bear with each other. And C, you chill let God do what he's doing. So that's, that's what he said. And I, I think if we can implement that, that, that would be good. Last thing I want to say is this, because I feel I've, I've said a million things, which some of which are disjointed. Uh, by the way, good luck doing the worship after this. It's not a lot of uh, encouragement, but, you know. Um, so here's the thing. You're, you're angry with someone and, and you're told to forgive them, okay? And sometimes they've been really, really bad. And I'm going to use the naughty. They've been really bad. And you've got to forgive them because it's the right thing to do. And you might have to work hard at that. But the thing to remember is for you to be forgiven, someone had to die on the cross. So, there you go. That's my revelations for you. I I want to say something encouraging, Angus. I think all I've done is, uh, like, I left the church. Is that okay? Right.
Yeah, I'd like you to. Thank you, Jim. Now, I think that was an excellent message. You took us to bits in Scripture which we need to be constantly reminded of so that, as it says in Romans 12, we don't start thinking too highly of ourselves. And um, we can encourage each other, and sometimes we forget we can be active and proactive about this so that... I can say to Nick, Nick, when I look at you, I never see a jar of clay. I see the treasure, and I see that in all of us here. There is treasure that just stands out to all of us, and we love each other because of that. And we can look for the negative, and the the world would tell us to look for the negative in each other and to see the bad things and to hang on to the the times when Angus got grumpy and said something he shouldn't have. But hopefully we'll see past that and see the times when Angus has been a child of God. We'll see in each other what God has put there, and not just in each other here. The world out there is full of people who don't yet know God. God made them all, though, and sometimes it's very easy to look. I've done it in the past, I know, and I probably still do it. You can look down on people who don't yet know Jesus because you've got something they haven't, and you can judge them without even meaning to, and um, that's something we've got to be careful not to do, to look at each of those people and see in them what the child that God has made that's just crying out to know their Saviour. Um, so that we see everyone as we should. And that was a great sermon. Thank you, Jim. I enjoyed that. And uh, we have, uh, and I don't think it's put a dampers on the worship, has it, Sarah? Oh. <laughs> it has. Oh, you were right, Jim. You scared the band away. <laughs> I was turning around expecting to see the band. I was wondering why Ben was still sitting there. <laughs> and the band's not there. You're right. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I saw you get up, Sarah, and I just assumed everything was all... It was for a minute, but... No, that's fine. Okay, so um, are you happy to lead us in a little bit more sure. worship? Um, can I just say that when it gets to 12 o'clock, if you've got...